Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I am really excited to have on Jenna Nova and you'll understand why when I bring her on and we start talking about all things galactic and Lemuria. So, but first just a couple of announcements. If you have not had the chance to grab my free 20 minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, make sure you grab that on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. And if you are coming to Hawaii, specifically to the Big Island, definitely come on one of my Big Island UFO tours where you will see the night sky in a whole new way using my advanced generation three military night vision goggles. Okay, without further ado, bringing Jenna on. Hello, Jenna. Hi. <laughs> so, let me share with our audience like why I'm super excited about this conversation because we just have so much in common. So it's going to be a really fun conversation. I'm just going to take away. <laughs> Jenna Nova is a quantum healer and galactic storyteller able to guide people through their spiritual pathways by light language and sound healing into the realms of the Akashic and galactic records, taking them back to their galactic origins and expanding their awareness to the depths of their soul's calling, along with the ancient knowledge held within the wisdom of Lemuria. Okay, so again, like all those things we have in common, but before we get into knowing like how how all of this opened up for you i would love for you to share with us like how you grew up spiritual religious something else so that we know like how you how did this all happen um so typically it didn't actually happen until my 40s but my upbringing was all religious um so i was brought up seventh day adventist hmm. i did go to a catholic school um my mom and my dad weren't typically religious in general. It was more of like my, my mom's family. Um, but I've always been, I don't know, open to whatever. Um, but once I could choose what I wanted to do, I just kind of have always just been open. Um, I've always been interested in the spiritual stuff, um, tarot, astrology, um, my sister is, um, pagan. So she was always something um, that she's always been practicing since she was a kid. So, um, but it didn't, it wasn't until I started working at this new age shop. Um, I don't know how old I was, but I, I ended up being around like all the spells and all this. So I could, I started feeling myself opening up to all this interest in crystals, um, which always turns into a rabbit hole later on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, it wasn't until I'd say 2020, like, like most of us that had to sit home and basically contemplate on life while we had nothing else to do. Um, that's when my actual awakening started happening. Um, but it wasn't really something that I grew up around. So um, I didn't really know where my stance was on aliens or anything spiritual in that sense. Um, I've always had this feeling and I've had dreams um, of like the spiritual realm in the sense of um, like, uh, how do I say, like dead people, I guess. <laughs> I've always known they're there, but like I've never been able to see them. Um, and I've always had this weird feeling that I was a medium, mm -hmm. but, um, that part of it still kind of scares me, but, you know, throw me into the galactic stuff. And for some reason it doesn't scare me at all. Um, but it's, so it's been most recently within the last three years that the spiritual part of myself has really come online. Um, okay. and yeah, growing up around religion kind of felt confining to me, especially going into school. Um, I did have my own experience with Jesus um, in my 20s, um, more so with the connection of like him as an energy. And he has been part of my journey at the beginning, especially. Um, but I started veering away from like, I never really was interested in what the Bible said. Um, especially where it's such a conflicting, um, narrative from different Christians 
depending on who you talk to. Um, but I also grew up singing in the choir, which was my first really actual church experience, um, which brought me into my singing. So I, that I always am grateful for that. Um, but yeah, it just, it really wasn't until like the last two years where I actually like started opening up to more than just the black and white of spirituality. Um, and it's been an adventure pretty much since then. <laughs> we'll get into that in a moment. I'm, because if this didn't happen until your forties, like what were your twenties and thirties like? Like what'd you do for a career or job? Or So my career, food industry, basically, I'm still a server now. Um, I just don't work as much as I used to, but basically I grew up in the food industry. I love the business of the food. I loved connecting with people. Um, I've been on both spectrums. I've been in the kitchen and I've been on the, um, in the face of serving. Mm -hmm. Um, my grandmother grew up, uh, when I grew up, my grandmother owned a bar. So I was in that life with my mom and my dad a lot too. Um, it just was always supernatural to me. It's one of my natural abilities to just pick up in the restaurant and I, I thoroughly, I, I, I genuinely enjoy it. Um, there's just something ab about serving people and just, you know, making them happy and getting to know the people. I have regulars who come in and see me. Um, and I was just rebellious other than that. Like I was a very rebellious teenager. Um, I've never done well with authority. Um, I've never I've just always been, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm just going to do what I want type individual. Um, so um, I was always a rule breaker. I always was outspoken. I still am outspoken. So, uh, and uh, yeah, just very rebellious teenager. Okay. So. Well, so, okay. So then now take me to 2020 where you're in COVID. Um, what, what was going on where the spiritual awakening was happening for you? Um, I left a toxic relationship probably like in 2018 and I could kind of f feel myself going through this metamorphosis since then. Mm -hmm. Um, dark night of the soul. Definitely. I didn't know until this started happening and I started awakening until, um, then that I was going through my dark night of the soul. Um, the way I handled it at first was lots of anxiety, had panic attacks I never had before, um, wasn't eating, like I lost so much weight during it. I was so stressed out. It was like a part of me that I never knew actually existed. Mm -hmm. Um, and a part of me that I didn't realize I needed to let go of also. Um, so I spiraled a lot and it just, it just subtly started becoming like, oh, I had to, all of a sudden I felt like I had to share my story on Facebook, um, no matter how vulnerable that looked to others. Some people still say like, how could you share that stuff? I don't know. It doesn't embarrass me anymore. It's just, I'm an open book anyway. Okay. Um, I definitely am like, if there's something wrong, you'll be able to see it all over my face. Um, <laughs> uh, heart on my sleeve type person. Yeah. Um, and that relationship kind of tumbled me into the beginning of my, uh, well, leaving that relationship. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't have much support in that time. I did have some support, uh, very little support. I have a daughter, so it was extremely challenging um, to do life and take care of her and find help to, you know, do my job. And um, at the time I was working in a nursing home. Well, no, an assistant living, not a nursing home. And I, in the kitchen. Um, and it just like, the more I spiraled, the more I started seeing how it was affecting my life. And um, then I decided I was going to drink through it instead. Um, and I did pick up the drinking habit for a little while. Had a moment with myself where I literally crashed. I was like ready to give up on life. I had my mom take my, my daughter um, and then the pandemic happened. And before the pandemic happened, I got into two serious car accidents, one with my daughter in the car. Mm -hmm. um, and it 
there's still something about that car accident that I like literally can never explain was the fact that I, I was first thing in the morning, hadn't had coffee. I, I literally, I feel like I left my body and came back. Like I blacked out completely. And then when I came back, like, I feel like that's when the, the actual awakening and spiritual parts started to come online a little bit more. Um, Cause I keep going back into that moment every time. Like I, I like any, any, time I expand into my journey more that moment always comes back to me like I still have no idea what happened mm-hmm. um and that was with my daughter in my car so that was really scary but um we both walked away like no scratches wow. anything and then I think that was the moment where the universe was telling me I should probably stay home and slow down and just let the universe take care of me but I did not listen <laughs> Um, someone did give me a car and then that car got into a car accident, not as serious, but it did total my car. Um, and then that was like around September and then January came and that's when the pandemic stuff started coming about, but it wasn't serious yet. Um, and then all of a sudden daycares are closing. I'm staying home. Um, and I was lucky enough to receive a lot of the help from the government with the unemployment stuff. Um, so I just took that time and I just started all of a sudden I'm building a room for Zen stuff and buying more crystals. And then it wasn't until August where, um, I started really feeling a more like prominent shift in like, I'm changing, but I don't really understand or like know how yet. Um, but I can feel it. Um, and the situation with my ex is a very challenging situation. So it's a big part of my healing journey, um, and how I've grown as a person, um, and how he's been a great mirror though, as frustrating as it is. Um, so that situation has taught me a lot about myself and like, just the more I started hitting the uncomfortable parts, allowing myself to feel more, allowing myself to, just sit with what made me uncomfortable. What, why, why am I being triggered? Um, those all just like landed into more of an awakening process for me. Um, but it was in October when I, the galactic stuff started coming online. Um, tell me what happened. Like what, how did you experience that? Um, it was weird. I found someone online who was doing Ascension stuff and I don't know, he just like, was just like, he opened this door for, um, I don't really know specifically how he opened it, but he was just, he just opened this door. And then I was, I was with a friend at the time and she was kind of going through the same thing I was. And it's interesting because this is when Nova comes into my story. Um, so my friend could see and I couldn't. So there's this being that used to show up, well, showed up for her. And we both were in a reading and all of a sudden this woman was like, um, mentioned Nova and then she mentioned star seeds and I'm like, but she was reading for her, not for me. And mm-hmm. so it, that's what sent me down. I was like, so what's Lemuria? What, what is the star seed? What is this? What is that? Um, and I watched an Elizabeth April video on, she was doing a Lemurian activation and mm-hmm. Um, my body just like filled with tingles and that like current energy. And then I just started crying (laughs) and I'm like, why am I crying? (laughs) Like, why is this like, I'm missing something. And all of a sudden it just feels like I, like I'm missing something. And all of a sudden I just feel like I found it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, that's, that trickled into, the whole, I, my soul isn't from this planet. Um, what does that even mean? I don't know. Um, and it was really confusing. It made me feel crazy. Um, and then just little by little, the more I sat with it, I was just like, well, it keeps coming back. Like it just keeps coming around into my, into my field, like either by seeing it on posting um, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play with the idea that this might actually be true. Um, and the more I felt into it, the more true it just felt in my body. I cried over lifetimes and things that I just, 
I'm like, that felt so deep and true in my body. I'm just like, how does this feel like it actually happened? But in this reality, it has not happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So I spent the last year and a half embodying the galactic part of me. And now I, it's like, it's so, it feels so home to me that there's nothing that anybody could ever say to me now that I'd be like, no, I'm definitely an alien. Like you can't, you can't tell me that I'm not because like, that's just, it's not true. And I'll fight you on it regardless. So, um, and that's to me is like, it's so surreal for people to be like, okay, like maybe we are from different galaxies or maybe we are from different planets, but people are just like, but are we though? Um, and I'm just like, yeah, no, no, we are. No, we definitely <laughs> are. Um, but none of those things, like that just, those were things I never thought of before. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up as a kid, I never really knew where I stood on aliens. Um, September 11th, there was a little bit of an awakening process, but there, it didn't stick because I was still too much in fear of, um, of what would be, or just of the unknown, I guess, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it really started sticking in 2020, I was like this just, it just felt different. The whole experience was just different. Um, And now I literally can't, I like, it's like I found like a whole part of myself and um, I don't know. It's just never been the truest thing I've ever felt in my body. Yeah. It's like who you are. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And now it's just like, no, you like, nobody's ever going to be able to take that away from me because now I know that down to my core that, and it actually brings me so much joy and I lighten up every time. Like I think about it. Um, and it's funny cause people will say, yes, yeah, you can tell it does light you up. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's because I know it's true in my body. There's nobody that can tell me that it's not true. Yes. Not one single person. <laughs> yes. Well, so in terms of, um, the experiences you were having, were there specific groups that you were interacting with, or you just knew it was the greater kind of galactic energy? So I just felt like it was a greater galactic thing. So when Nova came in, Nova is Arcturian. Um, okay. And for a while there, the identity of Nova um, became my identity. So I actually changed my name um, because that's what it felt like that was true to me. And then um, I had a mentor I was working with um, who crushed my whole world and was like, no, you're two di- different beings, but you're the same, but you're different. Um, but she's my twin. And she's just another energy on the other side, an Octarian being. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's her coming in and sharing her energy with me that's helped me open up to me even more. Um, so it was more of like just a knowing. I have to have different beings like come in and, and contact with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have had channels from different um, collectives, but more to just work with me, not necessarily to um, have messages for the collective as of right yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most familiar right now has been Octarian, and it's interesting because I don't typically um, resonate with the Octarian energy and, and what they have here. Okay. So I, I, I immediately associate it with just Nova in general, like that's her energy combining with mine. Me, I've been more connected to Lemuria than any other thing that I've, I've had to, um, any, anything I've researched anyway on okay. any galactic, um, thing, but Mintaka, it would be the other one Okay, uh, for Orion. Yeah, Orion. So, okay. Interesting. Cause my first group that really came in as my family or that I had, I, I, I had a whole experience as a kid. That was a whole different group mm-hmm. uh, in a moon from Jupiter, but they were just helpers, but my my real people, original, were the Arcturians. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's- <laughs> and I didn't know who they were at the time. And then I there, I had a friend in my psychic class who she's like, it sounds like the Arcturians are the Blue Avians. So when I you know researched what that was, as soon as I saw the Arcturians, I'm like, oh, that's exactly you know what I saw. Mm-hmm. And the one that came forward, because there was a group of them, but there was one that was the spokesperson. And um, the name that was given to me was Uluru. Mm-hmm. And so over the last five years now, now I understand who Uluru is. It's me. 
as mm -hmm. my Arcturian self. Um, and so now that I understand that, like this, it's not separate. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also then opened up all these other experiences with other beings that I am. And so I think for you, I'm just getting, you're going to be opening up even more and more just like. Yes. And that's how Nova, when I, Nova first came about, I thought that's what was the situation was with us, but um, we're actually just two different energies sharing a vessel to do both of our, so she has a mission, I have a mission, then we have a mission together. Okay. Um, and most of my galactic information is shared through through her. So she, I channel her, but it's also me. Uh, it's it's okay. kind of still in that, I'm still in that process of kind of um, embodying the new change between like what I've learned and um, how, she has come into my experience and my journey because um, I've healed a lot of things for her. I've healed things for myself, but I've also healed things for her. So it's been an interesting journey. And at any point in time, it could change. And I could be like, yeah, nope, she's me still. And that's fine too, because she's played very many different roles on the other side as to help me continue to grow and awaken. Yeah. Um, but there's still like, still, there's nothing that like that the love that I feel mm -hmm. from her and the love that I have for her, like for something I can't actually see and only can feel is like so real. And it, it actually, it's, it makes me emotional every time I even like yeah. talk about it. And um, I can, I can feel her. I can always feel her around me, but we are in the process of um, starting to reemerge because I asked her to separate for a little while so I can figure out me okay. first. Um, so we're at that moment where I'm actually in that limbo moment where I sit in the void and then just wait for stuff to happen because I don't know what's going on yet. Um, I'm also in the in the limbo period of changing, um, rebranding my business along with um, changing me like an identity for myself. Um, so there's lots of big changes. That's why I think that's why one of the things I was like, am I going to be able to do today? Cause like, I'm such in this limbo space. Like, I mean, I know I'm going to have a great conversation regardless because I love this stuff and I could talk about it for eight hours. Um, and, but this limbo space obviously feels really uncomfortable. Cause I'm like, what am I doing next? Well, I don't know. And <laughs> many times in my life. And I think what's beautiful about you being on in a limbo space is, I mean, I think there are people in the audience that need to know that that is a real thing that happens. Like yes. no matter whether you're galactic or not, like yeah, things in your life where you do need to be in that pause mm -hmm. to wait. Cause we get so over busy sometimes. And so yep. then we don't take the pause to yep. let something new to come in. And so I think it's beautiful. <laughs> so. And this is the first time I'm actually embracing it. Cause I feel like the last year I, I make shifts so quickly that within the last year, I, it's like one minute I know. And then the next minute I'm in the void again. And I'm like, no, I don't know. And then okay. I'm mad that I know. And then I, and then I'm like, nope, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So I have a couple questions, um, and and I'm curious. When you said that Arcturian energy isn't something that you normally would like resonate with, or you know embrace, what what part of their energy, or what do you what do you think you know about them? That so I'm not so sure if it's like because I have definitely worked with Arcturian energy even before I even um, merged with, or maybe I was merging with Nova, and I had no idea about it at the moment because um, it hasn't been more solid in awareness until like within the last year or so. Um, but I guess, so what I would say is more of what I've read about what it is to be an Arcturian starseed, like what things, um, like the processing and like just certain things that didn't really add up to what I felt like um, I was as a starseed, I guess. Um, I felt more connected in with like the Orions and I know I've had Orion lifetimes. I know I've had Andromedan lifetimes. Mm -hmm. um, I also know that I've had like, um, I think it's Hyades. Hyades have had a lifetime there. Um, I don't know much about either of those. Andromeda, I do have more familiar familiarity with because it was more of like, um, they lack self-love. And that's like one of the things that they come, they, they usually have like softer boundaries, which I resonate with uh, like a whole lot. Um, 
because this has been the most challenging self-love journey. Because okay. <laughs> um, I don't think until I had this journey, I realized how much I did not love myself. Um, and obviously that was the whole uncomfortable um, unpeeling of the layers that had to come with the growing. Um, so myself, just so you yeah. Know. <laughs> so it's like, so it wasn't necessarily that because I knew about the Octarians. I have felt into their energy. Um, Nova is like a big reason of that. Um, anytime I tap into that energy, it just feels, it feels so loving and, but it still doesn't feel like, oh, that's my family. That's my home. And um, so I think I'm still in the process of feeling out what is my actual origin um, because I know there is an origin there, but yet it has not been fully revealed to me to the point where I'm like, oh, yes, that's home. That's yeah. exactly where home is, um, which is fine. It's been like a big it's been a big question mark around my head. And then I just like, you know what? I'm just going to let it go. Cause it really doesn't matter because yeah. I'm human. And that's what matters right now is I'm yeah. living a human experience. Um, and I know it'll be revealed to me over mm -hmm. time. Um, and I have, I've had connections with the Syrians. I've had connections with our our I always get their names, our is it Argathans? The Agarthans. Agarthans, yes. I always get them confused, like the way they say it. Those are the inner earth beings. Yes. So I've had connections and Telos has come into my peripheral a lot. Um, I mean, my field. And then Lemurian is just like the strongest one of everything. Like if I didn't know anything about galactic, I would just say, oh, Lemurian is, Lemuria is like an actual galactic, like, galaxy or something i would have never have associated it with new earth or an earth time like an earth timeline okay. um it still feels very um spiritual in the sense of like i still think of it as a planet rather than like earth as like a continent on earth um but that was in my i know different now but mm -hmm. if i were to connect to something it would be lemuria would be like the biggest like okay. um Okay. Landing page for me. So I just go with that for now. Okay. Um, I don't know if you um, know this because it's, and and again, if this resonates for you, take it because not mm -hmm. everyone thinks Lemuria yeah. is associated with only the Pleiadians, really. Yeah. Where the Arcturians were actually the original ones that were holding the energy for Lemuria and okay. in a non physical way. Mm -hmm. And then the Pleiadians came in a more physical way. And so the Arcturians actually um, were definitely part of Lemuria. That makes sense. That makes sense. Cause I've, so from what I've read and what feels true when I've read it is that there Lemuria was only like typically a one lifetime situation. Cause they were so vast and long in how long we've actually lived for. Um, and I've always felt like there's been more for one for me, but that makes sense. Cause I'm living with two different energies um, and it seems like both of the lifetime, I think I've healed Nova's lifetime there mostly. Um, and that lifetime has been like, like there was for her, there was a love interest. There was the Atlantis and Lemuria when they were starting to kind of meet in the middle, mm -hmm. um, and, um, come together as two worlds rather than separate ones. Mm -hmm. Um, which is interesting because it's like has a whole Romeo and Juliet vibe to it. Um, but I also know I've lived many lifetimes as in Atlantis. Also, I just at this moment in time, that's not like Lemuria is my missions yeah. part of it. Um, but I do tend to attract a lot of Atlantis people who have Atlantis lifetimes. And it's so funny because I can I can literally tell the difference in what their interests are. Like some of my friends are super into science, but like their brains are just like, I, I just, it, I fall in love with it because they're so intellectual and in what they're saying. I'm like, you're definitely from Atlantis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear in the background. My, so occasionally I don't put my dog in the garage and today's one of those days. I'm going to go let him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> okay. 
And there we go. <laughs> People. <laughs> so I should know always put him in the garage. Okay. So um with let's get to the kind of work that you do because I mean you've got the quantum healing, you've got the Akashic records, you've got light language sound healing. Mm-hmm. So how did all of that start coming about for you? Um, so sound healing was the first. I um, bought a set of crystal bowls. Um, had nothing. Had no idea about them. Um, I wanted to take a million courses, but um, I still it, don't like to be told what to do. So I was like, nope. I'm just gonna just gonna go with whatever feels right because um, that's how I've always been. I mean, when I was thinking of doing like the whole 3D thing, the only thing I could think of going to school for was singing and that I didn't want to go to school for that because I didn't want it to, to, I wanted to be able to still have my own idea about it and how I would go about things. Um, But I am a singer. So that was one of the things that um, came to me during it was my voice is very powerful as far as singing and connecting people um, that way. Um, so the singing bowls came about and then the light language was kind of like, I heard it and I'm like, oh, that's kind of, that sounds kind of funny. It kind of sounds like, I don't know what to, how to make of it. But then I heard somebody else say it and I was like, wait, that sounds really pretty actually. And I actually wouldn't mind singing that, um, mm. to be honest. Um, so first it was the sound healing and the Akashic records had no idea what the heck the Akashic records was at all. Um, and my friend introduced me to this group, um, was a Kashik records group, a bunch of people were practicing and they were always give, doing like those couple free readings on live. Um, I did a few of those and then I just started opening up to the Akashic records, the more and more work I was doing on myself. Um, and the more I started realizing, oh, I actually have some spiritual gifts myself. Um, I've kind of gone away from the sound healing as far as the bowls go but now I um so whenever I picture myself I always had a shaman drum okay. so I made sure to get one of those and I finally did get one of those um but a lot of my light language um is light language and the drum are like my main sound healings um that I use now so I um the Akashic Records came in play and then I'm not really sure. And I'm still having a little battle within myself about the galactic and the Kashik, if they're separate, if they're not, from my understanding, the Akashic was more of like earthly lifetimes, like your past lives. But yeah. And that's what I figured because the more I started diving into my galactic records, it just felt like the same. And I was just like, just one frequency was a little different than the other. Um, So, um, so then but the moment I learned about the Akashic Records, I was like, huh, can I get into like a galactic library? Is there a galactic stuff? Because I was like, I don't really know. I don't know. this. The, the earthly stuff intrigues me, but like the galactic stuff really intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started opening up to that. And now I just mostly go through. Well, now I like to just think of it as the galactic records. But um, but then um I don't know. I just started speaking light language. Someone activated it for me. Really, I could have just activated it myself because that's just what we do. But my yeah. human needed something for that to like really click. <laughs> um, and then once it started clicking, I just I it when it came out, I was like, oh, well, that's not what I expected. It came out. It what first came out was this like chanting very um indigenous style of like powerful like i don't know it just felt like singing mostly mm-hmm. um and i was just like oh whoa i didn't i did not expect that to come out um and the more i started connecting into lemuria it is very like just most of my light language chanting um i started realizing that when i do speak light language um it has like this there's like a story form to it okay so like I'll speak and then I start feeling like different types of like energies coming in and telling a story like my the uh, I'll start laughing and like I'm telling a story like it's like I'm sitting there reading my daughter a bedtime story mm-hmm. and playing all the characters for her. Um, I have someone who was um, in the midst of translating some of it. That's how I re- started to come to find out that my light language had stories behind it. Um 
And so I'm hoping to put together something to tell those stories later on in life. That's but, interesting. Um, You're the first one that I've ever um, met that has has said that there might be an interpretation, like an actual, I guess, direct ter- interpretation of what the energy yeah. of the words are. Yep. And she, when she was like, yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm like, you do. Right. <laughs> you too. And like when she was telling she, and I'm like, okay, she's like, but I got to take it slow. Cause it is light language. So it's, there's a lot of that goes behind just what's being said. Um, and she's like, yeah, no, like you're telling me the story and we're on this ship and you're telling me about why we're coming to earth and the Anunnaki. And I was like, she's like, what is the Anunnaki? You kept saying it. And I was like, that's an actual like galactic race. And she's like, oh, I was like, so you don't know who anything about it. And she's like, no, I was like, huh. I was like, well, maybe that does tell a story. Um, I've had some, one of my friends um, listen and she's like, it sounds like you're telling me a story, but she couldn't tell me exactly what I was saying to her. But she said, but the way it feels to me is like, there's just like this story behind it. And you're telling me a story, like I'm sitting around the circle and, and like my grandmother's coming through and you're telling me a story about like this ancient time. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. Maybe one day someone can actually translate it and we can turn it into a book. Yeah. Um, so, and then, so Typically, I my what I've been doing through my records is helping other people connect into through light language and channeled messages into those um, into this energy of wherever they're from. Um, sometimes I can tell exactly who they are, but most of the time I I don't worry about it because I'd rather it come from you. Yes. Um, so if something comes through, I'll say it. Um, but the but when these connections come through and it it just it feels so like like your grandmother or your mom is coming through to tell you that they've been there for you this whole time. Mm-hmm. And like the the connection it feels in my heart is so undeniable. And most of the experiences that I've had people, it's the connection I, I can it's like I'm feeling the same thing they're feeling. And I'm like, I'm crying, but it's not really sad. It's just like a relief cry. Like I found my home. Um, and that has been mostly what I've been more focusing on um, as far as helping people open up their awareness to this part um, through the light language and the um the drumming mostly it's mostly all light language though a lot of my i really don't use instruments that much anymore at all um except for sometimes in my healing circle which is lemuria based so um mm-hmm. but the the main thing for me what feels really important for me and those who are looking to open up to this is really just connecting into that that energy of like, yeah, this, this feels really true in my body. Doesn't yeah. need, you don't really need to know where it comes from if it feels good, because like, it's just, you don't really even need to have a name to it. It's right. just like opening up to like, yeah, there is something that's happening. I don't understand why I'm getting so emotional about something. I can't, I can feel it, but I don't, I can't see it type thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it feels true. Um, and it's, it's been a very beautiful experience. And a lot of the times it comes out in a light language song and it, that it makes me cry every time I connect into that space. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Okay. (laughs) No, I agree with you. Like, so I think people get too hung up in labels and wanting to feel like they're part of a specific tribe. However, Mm -hmm. we are all connected. We are Mm -hmm. all one. And so the more that, that we're like, well, I'm, and, and I've kind of had to come through to this realization myself because I used to, when I met the Arcturians, I'm like, oh, well, I am an Arcturian starseed. Yeah. Well, um, I know I'm a, I'm a cosmic starseed. Yeah. I am much more than that. Yeah. And we're all multidimensional anyway and multifaceted. So, yeah. So, um, so even like with you saying the starseed qualities of Arcturian that you're not necessarily resonating with for you, it, I mean, because we are multidimensional, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just want the audience to understand that, okay, yes, it, it might feel good to be part of a group. Like, yeah, but that's our human ego. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what I've learned around the time. And I do see people talking about labels more. And I even typically like don't like using the word starseed anymore because it's like we're all from there's we're all from a different planet. Yes. Just everybody is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, some people believe that there are Earth Earth souls, which might be true, but I don't feel like that's really true anymore. I don't feel like that's true either. Yeah, I think that we've all had at least one lifetime in another planet. It doesn't matter if this is your first time on Earth. Right. It doesn't matter if you had a hundred times on Earth. Like that's just. I mean, we only come here to evolve our souls anyway. That's, exactly. And from what I understand, it used, it was meant to be a paradise, like a, a way we, we go to a planet and just have fun. And like, it just opens us up to this, like this world of like what we don't, what we're not able to receive in other galaxies. Cause some are on so high dimensions. They don't have the aspect of the 3d dimensionality, right. um, which it's really hard to be human. And we all know that, but we don't grow from being comfortable. And I, realize that really quickly because no matter how comfortable I want to be I'm always kicked by the universe saying nope we're not staying here too long so don't get too comfortable <laughs> yep, same experience and what's interesting is earlier this year I led um I led different galactic sessions 13 different galactic races where I was mm -hmm. leading the, keep my people through a journey and there were channel messages and what's in interesting is in the Orion session they the journey that we went on was looking at earth as an amusement park. Yeah. And like, okay, which ride do you want to go on? So mm -hmm. every continent has all these different rides. It's kind of like Epcot center, you know, some other kind of place yep. like, like, okay, well let's go try that one out. And then we're having these experiences. Let's go try that one out. We'll have that experience. And so it is, it is kind of like a game, uh, a place for, fun vacation and yeah. so then we get caught up in the 3d matrix yep. <laughs> and the karmic cycle yep exactly and that's <laughs> what i definitely have learned on this journey is that um i've come to terms with i chose most of the stuff that i came here to experience mm -hmm. um now you say most. you say huh? most. How why are you saying most and not Wait, all? oh because oh, oh, i feel like sometimes we can derail with uh, an experience that we didn't necessarily have an, uh, um, like when you, when you pick a timeline, then you can just kind of like drop off it for a little while. I mean, maybe we did choose those two. I mean, I think we're all here to experience everything that we want to experience. And there can be different, I guess, different timelines have different experiences. So you're not necessarily, you don't know which one is going to be chosen because you just make a decision in the moment. So, you know, you're still learning or having a lesson in that experience. I guess that's what I meant by the most. Okay. Cause I, cause I do think that we do choose typically everything that we go through, um, which is a hard knock in the face because I know people have not had very, like very great time, not very good, great experiences here. Yeah. Um, but what I've, what I feel is that a lot of it is like, well, how would we grow and how would we help other people through it if we don't go through it ourselves too? Um, and we are reaching in that, that, timeline where we're going to be more united and we're going to be more of a one unit um, unity consciousness um, but there's still that decision in this in this the 3d 4d and then 5d we're still in the midst of shifting between all three timelines and as much as we want to live in the 5d we still have all these other timelines going on in the in the near in the in the process um, and some of us are meant to still go through all of those timelines to help yeah. other people get out of those. Exactly. Um, yeah. and it's, and I will tell you, I have learned some lifetimes where I was not a very nice person. And I feel like that's why I lived through the cycles of what I live through now. Like my biggest challenge is the self-loathing and the self-hatred and, you know, the, the parts that, um, you know, aren't very pretty. Um, I know that's not me in this lifetime, but there are things that I know that I've done and I felt that I've done in other lifetimes where I'm like, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't a nice person. Um, well, and, and I know. I do want to just say for the audience, we all have those. We have yeah. the, be 
all of that. Because you can't, you, there's that balance. And if you didn't yeah. have dark, then you can't have light. So you have to play both roles in order to actually come together. And especially with this lifetime, because this lifetime, or at least coming from this lifetime on is those lifetimes that we're, we're healing from mm -hmm. the dark things and the karmic cycles of all the things that we got stuck in all those other years. So we can move forward into that unity consciousness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like, and I didn't, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable to sit with, but yet it's now I can sit at, look at these things and be like, oh yeah, no, I could totally see myself doing something like that. Like way back when, in whatever lifetime that was, um, I found out one lifetime I was a witch and I wasn't really a good witch. And I mm -hmm. like lured people to like, I got them sick and I lured them to me so I could heal them. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see myself doing that. Um, but it was also a lifetime that was holding me from being in my full power because I was afraid I was going to abuse it in this lifetime. And, you know, this is the lifetime where I'm actually learning to heal it and want to move forward and actually be comfortable being in my power and not and knowing that I'm not going to abuse it this time around yeah. um, because we're all powerful. It's just a matter of how you're going to actually use it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've had to deal with those and I'm still going through the motions with that being in my power fully and not being afraid of it. Um, and just allowing myself to continue to grow and know that I am a good human being and I did not do those things wrong to those people now, but these are the things that I have to move through in order to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, which is basically every human that lives on the planet earth. So exactly. And it depends on how spiritual you are and how much you believe in like reincarnation and all the past life stuff, which I have had experiences now that I just can't deny as a person. So um, where I would have been skeptical maybe before, um, mm. I'm definitely not skeptical anymore. <laughs> I guess my growing up experience, I always knew there were other lives. Yeah. It's the culture that I grew up in. And then when I got my first modality that I got trained in was past life regression therapy. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, well, yeah, okay, of course there's other lives. And now I understand that the, the parallel, not mm -hmm. past or future. Cause yes, exactly. But I'm curious. So with your family, um, like you said, they weren't super religious, even though you went to seven day Adventist, but I'm curious how, are they accepting of what you're doing now? Are they supportive? Um, my mom is fine. I mean, nobody's actually ever really said anything. Um, I'm not really close to a lot of my family. They live in Atlanta, so I don't get to see them very often, but most of them seem pretty supportive. And it's like, they're still, um, I mean, it's spiritual in a sense of, so um, I have had my experiences with the, the Bible part of it. And I've had, you know, and I typically don't believe in everything in the Bible, but I don't think the Bible's like the devil or anything either. I think there's a lot of good things that come from the Bible and the teachings that are in there also. Um, but uh, no, none of them. My mom, my mom's been always been an open person an open type. She's always been open minded. And I think that's where I get my open mindedness from uh, my dad. We don't typically talk about the stuff, so he doesn't I don't think he understands, but he doesn't really not knock me down for it either. Um, especially where my sister kind of paved that path. Like she has been <laughs> doing this forever. And she's the one that told me after a while, she's like, yeah, I, I already knew we were all from Orion at one point. And I was like, oh, she's like, we've been traveling for, for ages. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I was yeah. like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so for me, I had a hard time accepting the fact that I was a witch, though, in, in different lifetimes. For some reason, it was one of those, I'm not a witch. And maybe because I don't do the whole spell thing now and like, I don't do it the same way, but I um, yeah. am more cosmic. Um, and I just, I mean, I don't do rituals or anything like that. So I guess it's that's where, again, the labels come into play where, oh, just because I'm not a witch doesn't mean, or I don't do everything like they do now doesn't mean I'm not one. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah. Well, so in our last little bit of time here, is there anything that you would like the audience to know about you or any messages that want to come through? Um, yeah, I just don't ever be afraid to be who you are. Mm -hmm. Like I've had to 
like I've just grown into this. It's not comfortable to talk about all the time. And people might think I'm crazy sometimes, but I literally just like, and I open that door for myself at work around people. Um, like I'm around people all the time. And I open that. I am completely open in my spiritual journey with everybody at work. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm an alien. And they're just like, ha ha ha. Okay. And I'm like, watch you just wait. Cause be around me. Just, just, you don't even have to talk to me about it. But you will eventually be like, yeah, we might be aliens because <laughs> we all are. Um, but yeah, never be afraid to be who you are and experience like your experiences are your experience. And if they feel true, they feel true. And that's nobody can take that away from you because that's what I've let people tell me who I was for so long that I'm still working through the lies in my head sometimes. But this journey has just taught me that there's just so much more. There's yeah. so much more that we do not see. And if we allow ourselves to open to it, it can be really crazy experiences, but really fun ones too. Cause going on guided journeys with people that are like, yeah. And they take you on to these beautiful places. Yeah. Um, they're fun. And right. it's just, it's been a really great experience for me. And I'm excited, excited to keep expanding and learning more. And being able to help people connect to this side of them also, which is the most beautiful part of my journey, is being able to actually help people connect to this too. So yeah, I love that too. And I, the more of us that are out there helping people mm -hmm. understand and embrace and integrate, the more that we are going to be this part of the greater cosmic family, even within our lifetime. Yep. And by showing them that we're not afraid to be who you are, who we are, we're a safe space to help other people bust, bust into their authentic selves too. Because if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I, I know anybody who's been on the healing journey has said the same thing. If they can do it, then you can do it. And so if it's our same story, then there's nothing that you could possibly go through in life that, that can keep you from having what you want and being who you are. So beautiful. That's a beautiful way to end. <laughs> so, how do people find you? What's your website, your socials? Your um, I don't have a website at the moment. I am in the middle of figuring out what the heck I'm going to do next. Um, so but you can, uh, exactly. I'm in the transition period, but you can find me on Facebook under Jenna Nova. Um, you will see a picture of a more of like a AI type um, image Um but right now, that is where you can find me. And um, if you want to reach out for anything, I my email would be um, the Sacred Sounds of Nova at Gmail, or you can message me on Facebook, whichever okay. feels more comfortable. Well, Jenna, it's mm -hmm. been a pleasure to have you on and have this conversation. Thank you. It's nice to have another, you know, galactic sister in the world. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, this is going to be more of a comfortable conversation. It's going to be hard to knock it at the hour, but. <laughs> yeah. As you transition to figure out what's next, then maybe you'll come back on. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. I thank you for having me. This yeah. definitely took me out of my comfort zone. Just so we all know it's out of my comfort zone. And the more things you do like this, the easier they get. So yeah. Yeah, I never thought I would be doing a weekly show. Like yeah. <laughs> so. and I never thought I'd be on a show talking about galactic stuff that I love to talk about. So. And that too. Yep. <laughs> so, well, thank you for being here. And thank for those you for having me. Yeah, watching and listening. Thank you as always. And I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha.